Welcome to Gospel Mission Church's message podcast. We pray that God will meet you in this time with a fresh revelation of His love for you and that you will be challenged to align with the amazing plans that God has waiting for you. We hope you enjoy this week's message. God, thank you that you have a word for us this morning. You want to speak to your people. I believe that, God, and I pray and I invite you to do that. Invite you to speak through me and speak way beyond me this morning, God. Yeah, would you just come and and would you minister to our hearts through your word? In Jesus' name, amen. Awesome. Well, as you know, we're in this series of DNA. Hasn't it been awesome, right, just to explore the values and and stuff of the church and, and the values that that we believe are, are just some of the most key things. And, and the, the one that I want to kind of continue this series on this morning is the value of marriage and family. And uh, the way the value is written is, may we value the sacredness of marriage and family, God's institution. God's institution. I, I want to start by just saying that marriage and family were God's idea, They were God's idea. They weren't some man-made invention. They weren't some genius idea like, hey, we should try to put a man and a woman together and they should be married and and see how that goes and see if, you know, all of that. And and no, it was God's idea. He invented it. And and I think we see that in Genesis 1, 27 and 28. God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. And then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, which is just a fun way of saying, go and have a family, fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. This wasn't a man-made idea. This was God's idea And he invented it. And I think it's powerful when we just align ourselves and and refocus on that truth, that it was God's idea. And and it really speaks to the value that God puts on family. It really does. I I think it's interesting. It's it's actually incredible that, that before there was government, before there was church of any kind, before there was any other institution of any kind, there was family. Again, it speaks to the way that God designed family, the way he puts value on family, and and he actually created it to be at the heart of society. And and so I I think it's it's cool. We're actually celebrating Christmas in just a couple of weeks, right? Some of you guys, you've you've already been celebrating for weeks, haven't you, right? You're probably, I mean, some of you are probably people that have just, you've had your tree up since October, haven't you, right? Oh man, if I let my wife have her way, she would have our tree up in October, I, I think. Um, and, and I love people like that. I think Christmas is an amazing time to just celebrate and focus on the beautiful reality that, that Jesus, the Savior of the world, came to save the world, right? And so we're going to be celebrating that in just a couple of weeks, but isn't it awesome that even Jesus Christ himself was born into the context of a family, He was born into the context of a family. God in the flesh submitted to an earthly mom and dad to model what healthy family looks like. We see in Luke 2.52 that it was within the context of his earthly family. Jesus grew 
It says he grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. So we can see God puts a lot of value on family. And what I want, I want, I want to say all of this because I want it to cause us to think deeply about how well are we doing family. How well are we doing family? So I want to focus on that today. I want to focus on what it means to build into a godly family legacy. Build into a godly family legacy. What does that mean? Let me start by asking you this question. What are you doing right now to build into your family legacy? To build into your legacy. Sometimes we think about legacy and we think about it in terms of like financial um, inheritance or, or we think about like what we're going to leave behind for our kids or, or whatever, right? But I'm talking about a legacy that, that goes way beyond that, way beyond what you're going to leave your kids when you pass away. It's so much more than that. Peter Stroppel, he says it this way. I love this quote. He says, legacy is not leaving something for people. It's leaving something in people. Leaving something in people. So, so what are you sowing into people? What will you be known for? And, and obviously, I'm talking to those of you that have kids, but I am also talking to everybody in the room because I, I think that this applies to anybody that has influence on someone else. And that's all of us, right? We, we all have influence on someone else. So whether you are married or not or have kids or not, you are leaving a legacy. <laughs> whether you realize it or not, whether you like it or not, you are leaving a legacy. You are sowing into a legacy right now. So we have to ask ourselves this question, what do I want to leave those who follow in my footsteps? And what am I doing right now to build into that legacy? I want to spend some time today just talking about a few of the key things that, that I believe um, we should focus on when it comes to building into a godly family legacy. The first one is we want to sow, we want to build into a legacy of strong marriage. Strong marriage. I, I really think it's true that strong families begin with strong marriages. I always say the best thing you could do for your kids is have a strong marriage. It, it's true, right? And, and so this idea of strong marriage, when I think about strong marriage, I think about this idea of one man and one woman coming together and, and they're committed for a lifetime to love and serve each other self-sacrificially. That's what I think. I, I think that's at the heart of a healthy marriage is this commitment. Maybe not doing it perfectly every day, but, but being committed to loving and serving your spouse unconditionally and self-sacrificially. This idea of self-sacrificial love, Ephesians 5, 1 and 2, it talks about it. It says, imitate God, therefore, in everything you do. Because you're his dear children, live a life filled with love. And then here it is, following the example of Christ. He loved us and offered himself as a sacrifice for us, a pleasing aroma to God. 
What an amazing picture of self-sacrificial love. We know that, that Jesus on the cross is the ultimate picture of self-sacrificial love, right? He laid down his life. And now the Bible says we're called to imitate God in this as well. And I want to say again that this principle, it not only applies to marriage, it definitely applies to marriage, but it, it also applies to every relationship in our life. We're called to lay down ourselves, our, our, our selfishness, right? We're called to lay down, I think, even our, our hopes, our, our dreams, our desires, even our needs. In a marriage context, we're called to lay these things down and we're called to serve our spouse's needs before we serve our own. Before, you know, it's, it's, it's focusing on them before us. I remember um, being in school, and you probably all remember doing this too, whether it was like the lunch line or the bus line, whatever it was, it was always a race for the front of the line, right? You guys remember doing that, right? We, we raced for the front of the line, whatever it was, we would try to get there first, right? And, and the way that I like to say it is that self-sacrificial love in marriage, it's, it's like this race to the back of the line, it's a race to the back of the line where, where each of you guys are so committed to making sure that your spouse is before you. That their needs and their hopes and their dreams and desires go before yours, you know? And it's like a race to the back of the line. It's, it's this process of dying to myself, God sanctifying me in this, and, and it's hard work, but man, it produces so much fruit, and I think that's, it's, it's at the heart of healthy marriage, strong marriage. And so if you would honestly answer that question, I want you just to reflect. Would you say that your marriage looks like a race to the front of the line, or does it look like a race to the back of the line? What does your marriage look like, right? Like I said, the, the best thing we could do for our kids is have a strong Marriage, and I think this is at the heart of that. I think it's important to say, though, that this applies to every couple, <laughs> younger or older. Yes, I'm talking to those of you with kids, but I'm also talking to those of you that don't, maybe don't have your own kids. Maybe you don't have your own kids yet, or maybe you're already empty nesters, and, and uh, you know, maybe marriage mentorship is something that's, you know, a calling on your life. Maybe that's the season you're in. It doesn't matter where you're at. Your healthy marriage can inspire and encourage other marriages around you. I really believe that. So we want to sow into a legacy of strong marriage. Secondly, we want to sow into a legacy of godly character. This is huge, right? Godly character. It's, it's such a big deal. Billy Graham, I love this quote from him. He says, the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. Now, we have to, we have to start this thought off by talking about the, this, this absolute truth that we, we have to start leaving a legacy of character by allowing God to build into our character and grow our character first, right? I love Psalm 112, 
Verse one and two, it says, I praise the Lord, how joyful are those who fear the Lord and delight in obeying his commands. Then in verse two, their children will be successful everywhere and an entire generation of godly people will be blessed. So these verses, it's very clear the result of us obeying God's commands and fearing the Lord is that our kids are, are going to be successful and an entire generation will be blessed. So, so it starts with us. It starts with our own character and then leading our, our kids out of that place of character in our own lives, right? Like I said, um, this, is, this is where we kind of have to start. But I also want to emphasize that the, there's such an importance of intentionally building into your child's character, just intentionally building into it in the day-to-day -day things. Like I said earlier, character development, spiritual training, these are things that, that fall on first us as parents, right? It's first and foremost the parent's responsibility. Proverbs 22.6, we all know it, but it's beautiful. It says, train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not turn from it. It says train a child, right? And we sometimes think that, that, that character growth is something that kind of happens later on in life. Maybe, maybe once they're a teen or, or older, right? But I really want us to, to, to realize I believe it starts at a young age. And it can start with simple things, you know? Like, like maybe teaching them kindness. Maybe teaching them how to love others when others can be difficult to love, <laughs> Maybe it's not always rescuing them from, from tough situations when there's life lessons that could be learned. A little while ago, my daughter came home from school and, and she told me about how um, there were some other kids that were, that were making fun of her and calling her names and stuff. And, and I was just, of course, in my, in my mind and in my heart as a parent, immediately my heart is broken. Like... How could somebody do that to my kid, right? And my first response is just like, I'm going to go over there myself. You know, I'm going to go over there myself. I'm going to talk to these kids and I'm going to fix this, you know, just verbally, of course. I'm going to fix this, this issue, right? I'm going to swoop in and save my child from this thing that she's facing. But then I stopped and I thought about it and I prayed about it and I realized this is actually an awesome opportunity for me to build into my child's character. It was an awesome opportunity to, to help her see, okay, how can we love somebody who's being mean to us? Because the Bible is so clear about that, right? Love your enemies. <laughs> Pray for those who mistreat you. This is a character thing. And so I, I think it's beautiful, right? And in the end, you know, it, it, was, it was a cool ending to the story because these, these kids are now good friends with my daughter. And so there's blessing in this character growth. But, but, but what I want to focus on is just this idea of building and training into our children at a young age is so important and prepares them for the big things that they're going to face later in life. When they need big character for big things later in life, they're going to have it because we've been building into them from a young age, right? It's so good. I, I really believe we need to be praying into this as parents, just praying into 
God, give me opportunities. Help me to see the opportunities that you're giving me to, 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 to build into my kids' character. Help me to see the teaching moments in the day-to-day, right? We desperately need God's wisdom. I, I need God's wisdom all the time. It, it, it's Honestly, it's one of my go-to prayers. God, I need your wisdom. I, I need your wisdom. And so I just, I want to encourage us. Let's do this. Let's, let's pray for God's wisdom. Let's look for opportunities and build into our child's character. Thirdly, we want to sow into a legacy of relationship with God. This is, this is another thing we want to be doing from a young age, right? We want to build into and lead and disciple our kids in their relationship with God. Look at Deuteronomy 6, 4 to 7. It says, listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, You must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. And then look at verse seven. It says, repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you're at home, when you're on the road, when you're going to bed, when you're getting up. (laughs) When I read this, I, I just see the importance of, like it says, loving God but also having a passion for following his commands and and letting that passion and that love for God and letting that love for the word of God, his commands, letting that be something that is something we're passionate about to the point where we passionately pass that on to the next generation as well. Let me ask you another question. Will you leave a legacy of love for the word of God? Will you leave a legacy of love for the word of God like this passage is calling us to? Do your kids see you reading the Bible regularly? Is that something they, they walk in the room and, and you're doing your devos and, and that's, a, that's a normal thing? How often do they hear you read the Bible? How often do you read it with them? Is it part of your family's regular Routine, right? When you're at home, on the road, going to bed, getting up, whatever it is, will our kids have an unshakable trust in the Word of God? Because they saw us go to the living Word of God for the truth that we needed to ground ourselves in. Will our kids have an unshakable trust for the Word of God because they saw us? living out those principles in our own life. Not just teaching them the principles, not just teaching them the truth, but they observed us walking this out, living this out. I want to show you a picture. This picture means a lot to me. Um, This is my grandfather. My grandfather, he was a preacher, uh, had an amazing life. So much happened in his life. And so what he did is, uh, before he got sick and passed away, he, he wrote an autobiography. And uh, he, he wrote a whole book about his life. And 
I remember reading his life story and, and, and just reading through the pages and then I turned to the back of the book where, where I guess the editor had put some, some, some photos and stuff and I, I came across this picture and uh, I, I was just so impacted by how clear his love and devotion for the word of God was. So impacted by that. His love, his devotion for the word of God is so clear. Guys, he's not posing here. This is just a candid photo. He, he probably had no idea this would end up in an autobiography one day. I, I believe this is just a candid photo of something that his kids probably saw him do all the time. I know that my parents were impacted by his legacy of love for the word of God. I, I see it in them. And now, I, I'm the second generation that's impacted by his love and his devotion for the word of God, the commands that, that the word of God has, the truth that the word of God has, right? And, and I can only hope that my kids have pictures like this one day of me. Maybe not actual pictures, but at least pictures in their minds and memories of me doing this, where, where I am walking out my faith. I'm living out my faith, and, and they can watch me do that, watch me in my relationship with God. This is how I want to be remembered. This is also why we're gifting each of the children dedicated today, we're gifting you a Bible, uh, because we just really believe in the importance of reading the Word of God together as a family. The same thing goes for prayer, right? Can we reflect, like, will we leave our children a legacy of praying parents? How often do our kids see us pray on our knees, talking to the Father? How often do they hear us thanking God, praising God, asking God for our needs, spending time in listening prayer, listening for God's voice in our life? How often do they see this? I believe that as parents on our knees, this is an escapable picture, in, sorry, an inescapable picture that gets burned into our child's brain for life when they see us as parents on our knees in our relationship with God. It it's, gives our, our, our kids this beautiful window into our personal relationship with God and I believe it impacts them for life. I really do. So, so letting our kids see us pray, praying with them, reading with them. I, I, I just really think worshiping God with them, all of these things, they're, they're just essential if we're gonna build into a legacy of relationship with God. And, and so as I conclude, I, I just wanna, I wanna say that the whole goal for this morning and everything that I said is just to encourage us to be intentional. There's no condemnation. God doesn't bring condemnation. And, and so maybe there's some of us in the room that are just like, man, I, I feel like I just gotta, I gotta pick this up again. I gotta refocus on this. There's no condemnation. God might challenge, God might, God might bring conviction, but he doesn't bring condemnation. I don't want you to hear 
any of that this morning, just encouragement. I hope that this, this sparks something for you to focus on a godly legacy by focusing on a strong marriage, godly character, and a relationship with God at the heart of it all. Continuing to build into these things now, despite the distractions around us, right? Let's not get distracted by the right now. I, I can't help but think about the story of, of, of Esau and Jacob, right? When we read that story, we kind of shake our heads and we think, man, this guy, he just traded away his birthright, his legacy, he just traded it away for a bowl of red lentil stew, the Bible says. He traded it for the right now because he was hungry right now. And, and I know that for us it might not be hunger, but it might be the right now that, that's distracting us in, in some way or other. And I just wanna, I wanna, I wanna encourage us to be intentional, not to get distracted by the noise of the world around us, not losing our focus of this importance of building into the legacy God has for us. Amen. Thanks for listening. If there's anything we can do to help you along in your journey, email prayer at gmchurch.ca. If you'd like to see what's coming up at Gospel Mission Church or learn more about us, visit gmchurch.ca.